trauma gets passed down generation to generation. And what on the outside may be traumatic or inappropriate within that culture is a norm. This is Post Ugly. I'm Ruth Solorzano. Instinct, along with learned and complex behavior, are all powerful forces that dictate how we live our lives and ultimately survive. Some behaviors are programmed at a genetic level, passing from generation to generation. But as we've learned throughout this season, we are able to adapt in order to suit our ever-changing conditions. It's possible to progress onward while redefining ourselves through education and practice. I believe that having hope gets people through everything, really. I hope to have a boyfriend at one point or another. I hope to be a better person. And so I, I try to learn new things on a regular basis. I have hope because without that, then my life would really just be a mess. I'm prone to depression. And I take medication, and I go to therapy, and I have a psychiatrist. So I work at being better. It's not something that happens. It's a progress. It's something that I work on. One thing I can say about fear is you can overcome it if you can confront it. You need to be reinvesting in yourself build up your self-worth and your self-care, and learn to be assertive with your needs. Here's Dr. Christy Jenkins. Your feelings are completely normal because what happened to you was very abnormal, and you're trying to figure this out and what this new normal looks like. So you may need to allow yourself to be vulnerable, and that's maybe not a place that you want to be at. So that's going to take time, and that's going to take practice. But you need to make sure that you are whole, first and foremost. Why did you feel like you needed to separate yourself from your culture? I think I separated myself from it for the most part because I needed to do that in order to heal myself in order to process what happened with my father he was rather negligent a lot of south korean fathers are seen as somewhat distant and um unapproachable for their children but i see that changing i think i've learned to also stop generalizing it so much too I'm able to see that, you know, just because they're Korean, that doesn't necessarily mean that they grew up in an abusive home. The need for separation from it was also about survival. I felt like I needed to separate in order to ultimately survive and hopefully thrive. Trauma gets passed down generation to generation. And what on the outside may be traumatic or inappropriate within that culture is a norm. This is LaToya Smith. She's a therapist and owner of LCS Counseling and has been working in the mental health industry for over 20 years. When we're ready to heal, the most healing is done when we step away, set those boundaries, 
and get planted in a healthier culture that allows us to be vulnerable, that allows us to really express who we are in a totally different culture, in a healthy culture, in a culture that is not toxic. This experience that I had is is coming to uh, the forefront because I do not want this to happen to my daughter if I have a daughter. I don't know. But I, and I also don't want this to happen to my son. I want to create a relationship with my baby that is different than my mom and I's. Different than how it was. Part of that conversation is going to start with my mom and I. So I think it is likely that I'll be able to tell her this story. And, and I think because... Because I'm so focused on how it might impact my little my little special baby, I think that's going to make it easier. I've heard women say that have been abused themselves, and then they realize their mother has been abused, and so they have a daughter and they don't know how to respond. You know, I've heard a woman say, "You know, well, I guess she'll be okay. It happened to me and my mom. We're fine." You know, and just be so um, emotionally detached from it. Again, that's the norm of trauma being passed down generation to generation, right? You know, so many times in life, we take on uh, the thoughts, the behaviors, the feelings of somebody who has been wounded and was never healed. So I think, you know, when it comes time to say, okay, I'm a parent, I, I don't want my child to experience this, that means you also have to heal. You can't. You don't want to pass down that trauma. You don't want to pass down those wounds or that 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 ill thinking that wasn't helpful for you. And you want to pass on the things that you know you needed, but you didn't get. Puncturing through the messy web of secrets and shame associated with abuse is a step which may seem too steep to take. But the edge of darkness is always closest to the light. One of the biggest um, steps that I've taken that has helped is choosing first, you know, to control my actions and work to be a good person and help others and be, you know, very open about my, you know, my past, my story and everything. And also choosing how I react to things now. I choose not to have the victim mentality. I choose to rise above and live the best life that I can despite everything that's happened to me because I refuse to let him or any of my other abusers have that much control over my life anymore. You can't heal where there's a secret. You know, that secret keeps you bound. The ident- you take on the identity of that secret. Like, you know, you can't let anybody know. And all of a sudden you're just guarded because you're protecting that space and that secret. You begin to get to this space where you feel like you're protecting others and so you can't tell. It's like this dangerous, toxic web where when you keep your mouth shut, it stays hidden. And becoming vulnerable and being able to talk and breaking free from that shame, that's when the healing comes in. 
But the healing comes the more we begin to speak. I feel like writing helps a lot. Poetry helps me a lot. Say I'm having a crappy day. I'll I'll just write words and I like to learn. I love to read. I'm a big, big reader. I love all Aboriginal and First Nation books. I love the outdoors. Smudging became a big thing and it still is a part of my life. Offering tobacco, one of the sacred medicines. I do offerings quite often for my thankfulness for being sober, thankful for my children, husband, and my life. Life after abuse takes time, like anything. If we had open heart surgery, we wouldn't expect the person to get up the next day and run a marathon. But for some reason, when it's a a mental health issue, we expect that we should pull ourselves up by the bootstraps and just move along and act like everything is fine. And it's not. And so we really need to take some time because just because you're out of it doesn't mean that it's over. It could be something that will always be a part of you, but it does not need to own you and it does not need to have that same power over you. A warrior is one who bravely goes into those dark areas within themselves to ferret out the truth of their being. The path is narrow, the terrain rough and rocky. You will walk alone through the dark caves, up those steep climbs and through the dense, thick forest. You will meet your dark side. The faces of fear, deceit, and sadness all await your arrival. No one can take this journey but you. One day, the battle, loneliness, and desperate fights are over. The sun breaks through the clouds. The birds begin to sing their sweet melodies. There is a change in the energy, a deep change within the self. An excerpt from the Native American poem, Spiritual Warrior. Author Unknown. Thank you to our new resident guest speaker, Dr. Christy Jenkins, who is the CEO of the Family and Child Abuse Prevention Center and core faculty at Walden University. For more information and resources, visit fcapc.org. Thank you to our special guest, Latoya Smith. She's a therapist and owner of LCS Counseling and Consulting and has been working in the mental health industry for over 20 years. If you know of a child being abused, please report it to your local Children's Advocacy Center or call 1-800-4-A-CHILD. Original music and sound production by Hugo Fowler. This show was produced and edited by me, Ruth Solorzano. If you like Post Ugly, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram Give us a review and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps other people find the show. And thank you 
to our courageous survivors for sharing your stories. Thank you.